Welcome to the Austin Forum Upload, the podcast of the Austin Forum on technology and society. I'm Jay Boisseau, the executive director and founder of the Austin Forum on Technology and Society. And for this episode, I'm very excited to have Hugh Forrest, the co-president and chief programming officer of South by Southwest, also a longtime colleague, friend, and member of the advisory board of the Austin Forum. Hugh, thanks for joining us. Jay, thanks for uh Getting me back on the podcast, I am so excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you too, even though I normally get excited to have you on for South by Southwest in March in Austin, which takes place a mere eight blocks from my condo, plus or minus, depending on the event. But today's episode is going to be focused on a new South by Southwest event, South by Southwest Sydney. So let's start with the softball question. Why is there a South by Southwest Sydney this year? Uh, we had we'd been talking a lot with people in Australia pre-pandemic, and, and in fact, even a little more context there, we we get a lot of inquiries. Uh, traditionally, get a lot of interesting inquiries from other cities, other regions, other countries. Can we do a South by Southwest here? Um, we tend to run down all these these queries. Um, the the queries we had from Australia were certainly um, a, a stronger, a more emphatic, more uh, serious than a lot of things we've got we've seen. Um, again, we started having some pretty serious negotiations with um, a lot of people in Australia pre-pandemic. Um, and then that got put on hold in March, 2020, when the whole world got put on hold for a year and a half. Um, and then we uh, were able to come, uh, able to put together a deal on this in spring, 2021. Um, uh, this, we're really excited about this new event. It, brings the energy, the enthusiasm, the passion, the uh, inspiration, um, the discovery of South by Southwest to a completely different part of the world. Yes, we have a lot of people from Australia and New Zealand coming to March in Austin, but certainly there are a ton more people who just, you know, can't do that 14-hour flight or can't um, take the time off that it that uh, uh, it necessitates to come to Austin. So we think this opens up a completely new audience in Australia and New Zealand, as well as in what we would call the Pacific Rim. And what um, I learned from being in Sydney last week, they refer to more as uh, the APAC, the Asian Pacific uh, countries. So what I really heard from that explanation was <laughs> the Australians were more aggressive <laughs> about it, which I applaud, by the way, but but also that it's in a different region and brings South by to a different part of the world. Was there anything specific about Sydney? I mean, obviously, it's a major global city, uh, strong tech there, strong music, strong film. Was it is it particularly strong in the areas that South by generally covers? Yes, a very strong creative community in Sydney, um, and that was a big part of uh, the decision-making process to um, go in on this this event. Um, there's strong representation from a lot of the big tech companies in Sydney. Um, there is a strong startup scene there. There is a um, very vibrant uh, gaming scene in Sydney. 
um, and the the film industry as well as uh, the the music scene is, is pretty strong also and, and and very similar to what what we've seen in Austin and what has been a big part of the formula for success for South by Southwest is it's, it's just a great city. You know, people want to go there. Um, there's great food, great culture, um, very, you know, very uh, diverse ethnicity there. Um, you have the Harbor region, which everyone kind of knows, but there are lots of other incredible uh, neighborhoods. So again, it is a great destination and we are so excited uh, to be um, uh, helping with this event there in October. It's super exciting. I'm, I'm hopeful that I can figure out a, a way to go. I've always avoided uh, trips to Australia, not because I'm not interested in Australia, but because I was always going to be in economy class and, you know, I'm six foot one and I, I couldn't bear the thought of the uh, of a trip there to that. But I'm hopeful you weren't in the back of the plane being much taller even than me. And that is a long flight to there. Do you expect a lot of U.S. folks to attend? Uh, yes, it is 14 hours from Dallas or 14 hours back to Dallas, uh, a mere 12 hours if you go through LAX. And um yes that's a long flight the upside is that uh it just if you can kind of treat it as a long night and then you wake up and you're there um uh but to your question do we expect a lot of people from the US to uh to go to the event i, I think we'll get a, a fair amount um you've certainly expressed a lot of interest jay and i know that you're a influencer and trendsetter so if you come to <laughs> Sydney, I'm sure I could influence one or two people to go. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're great. We're we're golden. Um, so so yeah, it will draw an international audience um, similar to what we are able to draw or what we're we're fortunate enough to draw in Austin. So, what do you think are going to be the big differences in this? And I mean this in a couple of ways. So you can and you can address them together or separately. One is the feel of it. Sydney and Austin, both great cities, but not identical cities. So how how might the feel be different? Maybe the convention center and the hotel layout is different there. I'm, I'm not sure. But also in terms of tech, when, when we had South by here in March, chat GPT was just erupting. And in fact, erupting after the panel picker had closed, you still had content in the programming about it. But it was really bursting onto the scenes or generative AI overall, I should say, bursting onto the scenes. What are you seeing different in vibe and in relative tech content for South by Sydney? Well, let me go back to the first part of your question there. Um, the A lot of the team that is working on the Sydney event, the Sydney-based team, um, came to Austin in March to try to soak up drink up as much of uh, um, as much of the event um, uh, and, and use that as a, a kind of um, baseline for for what they're planning there um, they've been very strategic in terms of um, their footprint in the downtown area of Sydney and trying to you know understand like the 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 longest point you'd have to walk in Austin and trying to match up the the um, the distances in Sydney there. So trying to create an event that's very walkable. Um, again, it'll be a lot, uh, a lot of that will be equidistant or close to the, 
to the harbor section, also close to UTS, which is University Technology, University of Technology Sydney, which is a, a, a huge institution, and and um, we'll be hosting a lot of content there. So, again, from a, a footprint standpoint, from ability to walk from one thing to another, from one completely different event to another uh, completely different event, I think that will replicate a lot of Austin. In terms of the tech content at the event, you know, uh, yes, AI is going to be very, very uh, present um, in, in so much of the content, but simply that's where we are right now <clears throat> as we record this in June 2023, but I, I don't see anything significantly changing by October 2023 or March 2024 for that matter. It is, uh, all that said, it's interesting, there's a... Um, you know, there's a, a fairly strong Austin or South by Southwest flavor in terms of what they have, what our friends in Sydney have uh, announced or confirmed so far. Um, for instance, Ben Lamb, who is um, mm -hmm. part-time Austin resident, part-time Dallas resident, I think at this point, will be talking um, talking there. Uh, as we're probably, or as most of your listeners are probably aware, Ben is now involved with. Um, a startup called Colossal, and they're uh, they're trying to bring back dinosaurs that have been long as extinct. And so it's bioengineering um, uh, and and all the many ethical uh, questions that that. that um, well, and that, they're trying to bring back the Tasmanian tiger, which is relevant to South by Sydney, right? <laughs> absolutely, that's the that's the focus of the session is the Tasmanian tiger. Yes. Um, also speaking, uh, and one of their keynotes for 2024, 2023, I'm sorry, is Amy Webb, who has been a fixture at South by Southwest for the last 10 years. And uh, a lot of people know that they try to go to a session and they can't get in because <laughs> it's too crowded. Um, but she will be doing a slightly different version of her um, Austin Tech Trends talk there. And uh, we know that uh, that she's also... Um, very interested in in bioengineering um, per the uh, book reading that's coming up on the Austin Forum uh, end of July, which I may well be hosting. <laughs> so um, again, I think there's a lot of bioengineering. Um, there'll be a lot of bioengineering content, and certainly a lot of content related to uh, climate change for the uh, Sydney event in October. They are very much for this first year, you know replicating the event on um, or, or using Austin as kind of a baseline for what they do with the event. I think that's a smart move, but I also think it's a smart move that, you know, uh, as they get the first year under their belt and move to a year two, year three, that they, you know, evolve a little and, and um, mm -hmm. event uh, gets more of its own personality, focuses uh, even more on what makes Sydney unique and different. Than Austin, I think that's always been the the um, what's been successful at South by Southwest is is very much pattern the event after the creativity in Austin, and Sydney should do the same, I think, and and will do the same. So commonality, uh, overall structure, focus on creativity, inclusion of tech and music and film, uh, largely leveraging the Austin South by blueprint for this first year. And over time, while staying in that same creativity uh, space and with some common themes like 
tech and music and film beginning to differentiate based on Sydney differences, Australia differences, maybe regional differences as well. Is that fair? Absolutely. Uh, the only thing I will slightly correct you on there is that uh, what we call film in Austin and what we morphed the name to roughly a year ago, which was film and TV, they are calling simply screens, which, um, you know, is a, a, a tip of the hat that that um, we absorb that kind uh, content now in all kinds of different screens, whether that be at a theater, whether that be on your television, whether that be on your smartphone, whether that be on your, you know, uh, uh, headset, but that it's all content one way or another. And this meeting is expected to be an annual meeting from now on too, like the one in Austin, right? Yeah, it's it's got a runway of um, at least five years. Um hopefully longer. Uh, Sydney, for all the things that we know about Sydney, um, that it hosted the Olympics, that it's this great destination, that it's got this iconic uh, opera house. Um, they are continuing to, to explore new ways to position it as this, you know, a destination of creativity, a, a, a startup hub, um, and they see South by Southwest. Uh, what we've been able to do in Austin as a as a key element to this path forward in terms of, um, you know, attracting the, the next generation of companies to the city, the next generation of innovators, creators. Um, and uh, again, they're incredibly excited about it also. I was lucky enough to be in Sydney for a week last week. So met a lot of stakeholders, met a lot of venue owners, um, people in the community was able to do a lot of interviews about the event. And um, again, uh, people are really, really excited. People are very aware of what Austin is and how South by Southwest has impacted Austin um, and uh, want to see how this will play out um, uh, in Australia as well. Well, congratulations on being able to launch this and it having a runway. Um, I guess I should ask, do you, do you have any plans, at least plans that you can share publicly in this podcast that for, for other launches of South by and other regions, I know you've had South by events in other cities in the past. Um, maybe you want to share those and how long they ran and what their purpose and differences were and how that differs from what you're doing now in Sydney and what <laughs> the future might hold. Yeah, we have done or been involved with a lot of different events, over the years, um, uh, way back in the mid '90s, we did a thing in St. Louis called the Mississippi River Music Festival (MRMF). Um, I did not know that. You did not oh, know that. Um, we uh, did a thing in in Portland, Oregon, for a few years called North by Northwest. Doesn't that name sound familiar? We we uh, had a, a tech event in uh, Las Vegas for several years called V to V. That was when Tony Shea was in his heyday of trying to make Las Vegas a center of innovation and a center of, of creativity. We're also involved with that event at the White House for one year, did some stuff in Europe with uh, Mercedes and um, Frankfurt, as well as in Stockholm. But the differences on those events um, versus the event in Sydney are significant. Um, uh, one, we've never had a anything branded 
with the name South by Southwest outside of Austin before. So that's significant to the, the efforts, um, uh, the, 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 the amount of people, the, the, the vision for these other events were never quite as grand as what is planned in Sydney. I mean, there's a team of 40 people on the ground in Sydney that is doing the day-to-day -day work, um, that is putting together this amazing event that has lots of questions from, uh, for the Austin team that we meet with regularly, you know, as you said, they, they're using the Austin event as a blueprint. They had their own version of panel picker. And since we all love alliteration, uh, that version was called session select. So it's slightly different, um, <laughs> alliteration, but they got, uh, you know, roughly, I think, 2,000 ideas through the session select process. Um, and, and that's, they've gotten some great stuff there. So to your question, is this, you know, are, are there other events on the horizon in other cities and other, uh, other uh, countries? Um, who knows? I mean, it's a, a huge effort to get Australia off the ground. And we want to make that a success. If so, and if, a, if the right opportunity comes up at some other place in the world, then we're open in all ears in terms of, of um, how we can expand the brand. And, and certainly one of the, 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 the big pluses of Sydney was that we didn't feel like it would cannibalize the, what we do in March in Austin, um, that there's quite a few people coming from Australia and New Zealand, but but there's, uh, again, uh, a huge audience there we haven't tapped into. So I think that that would be one of the factors that we would look to for a, a uh, any future event, whether that's five years down the line, 10 years down the line, who knows. Got it. Well, I didn't get the answer I was hoping for about South by Southwest Paris or Prague, but, but I'll still, <laughs> I'll keep my fingers crossed for that. So um, the P words there, Paris and Prague. And... I, I, I am fine with London and Berlin as well. Istanbul also love Budapest as well. So, you know, let's just keep all those in mind. So yeah. <laughs> as um, as we get closer to this, there's certainly going to be some big names speaking at this. And, you know, um, I, I don't really go to South by Southwest with the intent of hearing big names. I go to hear big ideas. But nonetheless, Big names are often that for a reason. They've accomplished some big things in the past, working on big things in the present. You mentioned Ben Lamb. You mentioned Amy Webb. Anyone else that we should be aware of that is going to present there that we may want to try to access the content in some way? And will it be possible to access some of the South by Sydney content if you can't attend? Uh, reverse order on those answers. Um... I believe there will be some degree of video content uh, or streaming content coming out of the event. Probably not as much as we have in Austin, simply because they need to get the figure out how to do an IRL event first and then get an add-on uh, video or streaming later. Um, in terms of big name speakers, you know, again, Ben Lamb, Amy Webb. Uh, a woman named Ying Liu, who has spoken at South by Southwest a couple times. Um, you may re remember or recall her. She is the designer of the Twitter fail, well, fail whale, which we used to see a lot more of in the early days of Twitter. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's yeah. returning given all the <laughs> current no challenges or some of the current challenges. Um, uh, there are still several 
keynotes for uh, Sydney that have not yet been announced, and I can't reveal them as much as I would like to on this podcast. But there'll be, uh, you know, I think they'll follow the um, uh, very much follow the Austin formula of mixing in new names that you haven't heard of yet with um, older names that you have heard of. You know, I did again. I was in Sydney last week and did quite a few presentations about South by Southwest and about how South by Southwest um, can be a model for Sydney. And one of the photos that I showed in my presentation, which I think you've probably seen, Jay, is that photo of uh, Johnny Cash at Emo's back in 1994, yeah. where the person next to him is a you know 19 year old Beck. And, and that that's what, that's the vibe you're looking for. Someone who's, you know, uh, very established, um, maybe looking to rebrand their career uh, and mix that in with someone who you haven't heard of yet, but yeah. five years from now, 10 years from now will be someone who you're very, very familiar with. Well, if I had a vote on this, it would be my Marvel superhero crush of Chris Hemsworth, since he's already in the neighborhood, uh, has embraced technology with an app on the iPhone for fitness and even had an Apple Music playlist. So um, I look forward to seeing the, the announcements are and, and, and who's there. And hopefully we can see some of this content either live or recorded after the fact. Um, with that, I'm going to close this uh, with your recommendations on what our listeners should do to track what is going on at South by Sydney, but also what should we be doing now to prepare for South by uh, 2024 in Austin? Way to tee that up, Jay. Well, so Sydney is always uh, similar to Austin. Um, the best way to keep in touch is just following the website and, and following the social media channels there uh, from there. And that website is sxswsydney.com, uh, sxswsydney.com. You can put an AU at the end of it, but you don't have to. Um, they've got a lot of content uh, listed there. And, and again, many more announcements to come. Um, the event is October 15th through 22nd. So they're roughly 120 days away, which, you know, in, in Austin terms, that's, uh, mid December. Um, and we know that a lot of, uh, uh, the most intriguing content for Austin is announced, um, uh, in the weeks and months after that. So again, lots of new, uh, of cool things to be revealed soon. In terms of South by Southwest 2024 in Austin, Texas in March, um, the important thing for all your listeners to know, to think about is that on June 27th, we open up uh, the panel picker entry process. This is where anyone in the community, meaning anyone who can get a line can put in a speaking proposal for the 2024 event. Um, that process runs through end of the day on Sunday, July 23rd. There's no incentive to get your uh, proposal in before July 23rd. Um, so work on it as much as possible. Um, back to something that you said earlier, you know, it's going to be interesting, quote unquote, um, how many proposals will for 2024 will have the aid of chat GPT in terms of, um, <laughs> you know, the description and yeah. uh, title, um, and, or how many of them are written using chat GPT is yeah. where I thought you were going to go. Yeah. 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 But, but I think that, I mean, what we've talked about a lot internally is 
well, do we say that people can't use ChatGPT? No, I don't think that makes sense. But you know, one of the things in the Power Picker application is that we asked for resources, and that is typically a video. And I think we'll be putting a lot more emphasis on the video this year because the video will will <laughs> I think be a little bit of a tell of does the person really understand this topic, or again, did they lean on um, the current technology to uh, come up with with a, a an intriguing proposal that is perhaps not reflective of their expertise. Yeah, and I, I would further add that people probably won't get very far that way. It's a highly competitive process. And while chat GPT can write short things fairly well, it's also limited in its uh, input data to September 2021. So yeah. uh, if you're trying to present the very latest results in your field in your panel picker submission, maybe not the best way to go with chat GPT. But as, as many people much, much smarter than I have said, I mean, I think, I think the, that chat GPT barred, whatever comes out in the next two weeks, three weeks, you know, that, that is a great place to start the creative process. You know, get some ideas from there, get some drafts, and then use your human creativity to make those drafts a lot better in terms of the accuracy, the uh, whatever information has come out since September 2021, uh, pulling in some different ideas that aren't there. But but again, you use it for what it is, which is a resource, not not an end destination. And, and that's a great point in our last Austin Forum uh, big event um, a week or so or so ago. We uh, had tables after the presentation led by experts in generative AI tools where we walked people through using these, but the primary em- emphasis was on using them for co-creation, not replacement, but co-creation, starting things, gathering some info that maybe you didn't know, but absolutely no re- replacement for expertise and for finishing touches and such by the person who was preparing and submitting content. So um, with that, though, thank you very much for joining us, Hugh. Super excited to hear more about South by Southwest Sydney, hoping I can find some excuse to go down there and absolutely have an intent to submit to the panel picker process coming up. We'll encourage all of our listeners, attendees at our events to do that. If you'd like to hear more from Hugh Forrest, uh, he alluded to it earlier in the podcast, but he will be moderating uh, an online online Austin Forum event on July 26th at 7.15 p.m. Central Daylight Time. And it's a discussion of the ideas in the book, The Genesis Machine, Our Quest to Rewrite Life in the Age of Synthetic Biology. So the Austin Forum, in addition to these podcasts, has online events that are not recorded, So if you want to attend those, you are absolutely encouraged to, you're free to speak up and you can do so knowing that those will not be recorded. Um, It will just be a moderated discussion by our own Hugh Forrest. Hugh, thanks for joining us today. Look forward to seeing you at an event soon. I'll be on that book discussion as well and look forward to talking to you more as the summer goes on. Thanks, Jay. Great to be here and excited about the uh, Amy Webb book discussion at the end of July. And welcome back. I hope you're over the jet lag. I absolutely am. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Austin Forum Upload. You can listen to additional episodes and check out a schedule of our monthly in-person events at austinforum.org. 
The Upload is a production of the Austin Forum on Technology and Society, a nonprofit organization here in Austin, Texas.